You are listening to the Legacy Recorder podcast. This is Gail, the Legacy Lady, your host. The following episode was originally recorded as a Facebook Live. Each episode will have a question or some way for you to interact. If you leave a message, you might hear your answer in the in a following episode. This is Gail, the Legacy Lady, and you are listening and are watching to Legacy After Dark. I am so unbelievably excited. Uh, I get to have Dr. Laura Roselle with me, and she is with Family Narrative Project, and I will let her talk about that. So um, tonight we're talking about storytelling and family history and getting into all of those things and what makes us so ridiculously passionate about talking to people, getting their stories, and encouraging families and individuals to not only talk about their family stories and talk about their own stories, but also to write them down, record them, and leave them in something that other people can consume and get it out of their brains. So, Dr. Laura, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah. First of all, thank you so much, Gail. I'm just so excited to be here and just to have um, this conversation with you because we both love this topic so much. So um, I'm really excited um, to be here. And so I'm Laura Roselle, and I am one of four people who are involved in the Family Narrative Project. It's a young company. It's about two years old. And we came together to try to help people preserve and then share their stories. Um, and we all came at it from different places, but the bottom line is we just think it's to um, just to share those stories. So um, yeah, so that's what we're about. I'm really excited to talk to you about it today. And um, yeah, so we'll, let's get started. Oh, I'm really excited you're here. I just clicked some buttons. I was trying to like show you up on the screen, can take myself off, but I have never, um, I've never clicked all those buttons. Um, so if you're watching the replay or you just watched all of that, I did not do that on purpose. I apologize. And you, you were in the middle of something really wonderful. Yeah, no worries. No worries. <laughs> um, the total noob opportunity over here. Um, okay, so let's um, let's start with personal stories. So let's start with why you as a person, um, you know, company aside, why did you start doing this? So, I mean, this goes back a little bit and, and it's tied into family again. It's um, partly because um, my mom had some um, information about family history and there were a lot of things we didn't really know. So I've done genealogy for a really long time and just got deeper and deeper into it and found all kinds of really, really interesting stories. And so I became the sort of that family history person for a lot of our family and just, I absolutely love it. So there was that component, that sort of thread through through my life. And then my um, other job, my day job, if you will, is I'm a professor of political science. and what I've written about for years and what I've taught um, for years is political communication. And I've always studied how political leaders 
tell their stories and try to to spin or to try to you know shape public opinion so that's always been from the top down and just really in the last i'd say you know five years or so um as i've been doing the genealogy and really getting into stories and storytelling i really come to understand the incredible power of stories from the bottom up so um i actually have have turned some of my research to the bottom up as well. And so um, those two things together, it's just like the perfect, it's the perfect um, combination that the interest um, in, in those stories, because I think that the world has, is changing so much and the power of individual personal stories is more important than ever. So do you, um, I did not prep Laura with these questions. So if you, um, if you want to skip, say skip. Um, but the, um, out of, from the political science background, mm -hmm. um, something that I just popped into my head that I was curious about um, was, do you have a favorite political storyteller? Like, do you have, a, out of all the ones you've studied and the one you've, ones you've seen, like, do you have a favorite one or one that you were like, oh, they did a really good job, but gosh, they were terrible. No, you know, not. Re I mean, I guess I don't look. I I don't look at it that way. Like, oh, yeah. they were so much better. So so or not. I guess I'm super analytical when it you know, when it comes to that. And I look at sort of the components that go into creating the story. Um, I guess more importantly, maybe for me, was this notion that telling the stories helps change people how people view the world. Yeah. Um, and political leaders can do that, celebrities can do that, all kinds of people can help us change the way we understand the world, but we can do that too. And we can do that with our own stories. Um, so, and that to me is incredibly powerful because, um, and, I, and I think it's something people need to, to think about these, these days and sort of reclaim their own story power, if you yeah. will. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So one of the things that we talked about before we got on like a couple of days ago um, was how people perceive um, how their elders felt, how their, how someone like how their family felt mm -hmm. when they were growing up. Um, do you want to talk about that a little bit? Sure. I mean, I'd be happy to. So yeah. um, part of that's part of the research that I'm doing right now. And um, we, um, I'm at Elon University and um, with a colleague who, um, Jason Husser, and I are working on some research and we just did a, a big survey, an online survey of 1,600 people, over 1,600 people. And we asked them about um, how they perceived the, the family stories they heard about when they were growing up and then ask them so many questions about <laughs> all kinds of things from, from politics, but then also to how happy they were, sort of reported being, um, their opinions on all kinds of different things, even how they would put a history curriculum together. <laughs> and so we had this big survey and we haven't done all the data analysis yet, but just some of the, some of the just initial findings, sort of the descriptive findings are, are super cool. They're just, really, they're just really interesting. Um, so one of the findings was first, 
one of the questions we asked was when people thought about the family stories they had heard, you know, from when they were young through their life, how would they categorize them? Would they categorize them as mostly optimistic or mostly pessimistic or equally balanced? And actually most people said equally balanced. So about 40, I don't know, right now it looks like we still have to clean some of the data, but about 46% said equally balanced. And then the next group was right below that and was optimistic. And then a smaller, a significantly smaller group said that most of the stories they heard were pessimistic. So it was interesting to see that. I mean, because we know from other research that's been done that stories that, um, if children are told stories with ups and downs and they, they, they actually have shown that those kids tend to be more resilient um, and there are other kinds of psychological benefits for those children to know, to understand that the family story they have, there are ups and downs, things happen and there are tragedies and there are triumphs and, um, and that's the way life goes. Instead of having just a, you know, we had nothing, now we have everything, or we had everything and now we had nothing, so. Um, or would you agree that never knowing that there were like, you know, that they were, someone was always pessimistic about everything and then someone is always optimistic about everything. I'm, a, I'm painfully optimistic. Um, so am I, actually. <laughs> you know, like, I'm really, like it's you know, being honest with the kids of like, yeah, this right now things kind of suck. Like, or, right. you know, this feeling's going to suck for a while and like being able to have those real discussions about, um, you know, that, you know, maybe this moment was really cool, but there was really crappy things going on exactly. um, while it was happening. Exactly. And it's so interesting to me because um, we know this, though. We know how important family stories are because yeah. they shape the way we initially view the world, you know. And and so that to me is really, really, it's it's absolutely fascinating. So it's both that kind of social science studying of it is really, yeah. really cool. Um, but then also how, how do you help people share those stories, right? right. Which is what, what you are really, you and I are we're, <laughs> yeah. we're both into, right? It's, yes. it's how do we help people who really want to share the stories, but maybe they don't know how to, or maybe, um, they don't know how to find time or whatever it is, right? Um, and hey, Jennifer <laughs> and Layla. Oh, yeah, Layla is is great. She is um, she is homeschooled and she's doing um, our online recipe, creating a recipe storybook class as part of her homeschool curriculum. Oh, it's so cool. so cool, and I can't wait to see it. Yeah, <laughs> so. Um, yeah, so we, we were talking about just what trying to get people to to into this, you know, and find ways to do it. And that's what family the Family Narrative Project came together to do. Um, because I maybe bring some of the social science stuff in, but I've got three incredible partners. And a great thing is, is that we're all related. <laughs> we're, all, we're all family. So... Um, um, Kim is um, my cousin, my co my first cousin Billy's wife, and um, and then Kim's sister is Darlene, 
and then Savannah is my daughter. So the four of us are all related. And you're all female. And we're all female. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And so we got together. Um, I was walking on the beach at a family reunion with Kim and she brought this up and said, what do you think about this idea? And I was like, I love this idea. I love this idea. So, yeah. So how do you think, um, you talked a little, you said a little bit about bringing the poli-sci background into, um, and the science of it, bringing it into family narrative. How, um, sorry, I'm figuring out how I want to phrase this question on the fly. Um, (laughs) And so how do you think that has helped you um, ask better questions, create a better experience Mm -hmm. and create something that is, from what I can tell, because I haven't been through it yet, um, I haven't been through your process yet, of um, being really intentional about how you get people to, first of all, start the journey, mm-hmm. and then cross that finish line of having actually finished the thing. Because so many people will say, oh, I'm I'm going to start a scrapbook, or I'm yeah. going to like do this, or I want to do this. And they start the thing, they get a couple pages in. And then you never touch it again. You know, yeah. I, know. <laughs> I, I know. And I know that too. I mean, yeah. I've, I've, you know, struggled with that with different projects too. I think everyone does. I think everyone struggles sometimes with getting some of those projects done. And what's so interesting and, and Kim says this all the time, she, you know, it's like, the, these are the most important things we actually, we could be doing is like yeah. gathering these stories so that, we have them and we're leaving them and and they tend to be the things that we don't put the highest on our to-do list right. and that's really an interesting you know kind of disconnect we know we need to do them and and we know it it can be incredibly important but we get caught up in the just the day-to-day things that we must do right now and we think we can put it off and part of it is you know, someday you're not, I mean, the put, you can't put it off forever. And, and many people have gone through that circumstance where they have lost someone and they just wish that they had those stories. Um, so what, I mean, there are a couple of things that we do. Um, and um, Dar- Darlene Odell, who's a, another a partner, she has been running a writing group for years in Brevard, North Carolina. And she's just an incredible writer and an incredible um, facilitator of writers. And sh- she writes just amazing prompts, writing prompts. Yeah. So I just um, finished today just loading up into Amazon her the third prompt book from her. We have two prompt books. Yeah. Um, and then the third one went up today. And she has two more coming out in the next couple of weeks. And these are amazing prompts. I have to, I had just have to say, I have to, <laughs> because they are amazing prompts. They're not, you know, just sort of like very factual. Cause I mean, there's, there's a reason to use some factual prompts, you know, like what was your first car, you know, whatever yeah. that, and that's gets good information down, but her prompts are like, they, they just bring out stories. And um, so Part of what part of what we offer and part of what we think is important is to helping people who are maybe a little reticent about writing, you know, or don't feel as, um, you know, maybe comfortable 
And, and I have to say, I felt a little bit like that too, because the writing I tended to do was really analytical and really um, super technical or analytical. Yeah. And kind of that freeing sort of open writing about my feelings and family um, was harder for me. Um, so the prompts really helped you that. Um, and we really encourage people, I think like you do too, with your five minute pieces, right? Yeah. To do things that are shorter yeah. and not sort of say, I'm just going to do a memoir and it's going to be everything. And it's going to be, you know, 300 pages. Right. That to me is like, just seems super overwhelming. It, it's super, it is super overwhelming as someone who works with people to write their memoirs. And I do, I've done ghostwriting for 10 years for people. Um, it is as the ghostwriter, it is very right. overwhelming. <laughs> so right. when I was thinking about legacy and all the different ways that um, I've worked with people over the years, it was definitely how can I make this really daunting, terrifying process um, not so hard and exactly. attainable at any level, like, mm -hmm. you know, and trying to meet the storyteller where they are. So, right. And it, that's what I, I love that about your, <laughs> uh, about all of your thing, your, your, you know, the, the five minute stuff is amazing. And it is that, it is that idea that you can, if you have five minutes or you have 10 minutes, you can do this. You could come up with a plan to write bits, you know, smaller pieces um, that are really important. And we do that with the recipe storybook course that we have online. It's just, we say, okay, we're going to help you pick seven recipes and we're going to help you write the stories that go with that. Yeah. And we're going to help you put it into Mixbook. And, um, and I just found out today that if you, Mixbook is giving anybody in our class 50% off all of their orders. What? So Yay. Amazing. So that's really super. So, and we have a special price in October. So if you've ever wanted to do that, we invite you to do it, but it is really just step-by-step step so that at the end you have a, have something that you have finished. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's so. all. Having that piece at the end is just really. Yeah. Really oh, I, have, I have my, I have my fit. <laughs> I have my recipe book. Yeah. It's right here. Oh, Can you see it? Yes. So, yeah. So we have this tradition in our mm -hmm. house. You wonder why we all have mustaches on in this maybe picture. A little, maybe a little. <laughs> <laughs> so, but we always, um, one of the, I thought, a very long-standing tradition in our family was to have um, the British crackers that you would pull open and you would have the, you know, the joke and the, well, we had crackers one day and inside were mustaches and everybody they were really very cool and so they um we all had those mustaches on and for that photo for that book and and then i just i picked seven recipes that were my daughter's favorites okay and so now and i made a book for them so they have the seven recipes that are their favorites with us with some stories that go with them and where they yeah. came from but funny story about the cracker and the mustaches. Yes. I thought it went back like, you know, generations. And my yeah. mother was like, no, no, it was so-and-so, you know, a neighbor down the street, we went to a party and they had this. And I thought that was really cool. So I just decided to start doing it. 
Oh, well, but, I love I love that because you have you had this perception that right. it was like, you know, what you remembered, what you thought right. actually happened. You never asked. Right. And then, you know, it came up through conversation or whatever. And um, what was I going to say? I love that she saw something she liked and decided she was going to include it in her tradition. Right. I mean, and that's, that's so, I think that part as a parent, I think I'm probably having the hardest time with that is finding mm-hmm. traditions that um fit what we're doing and things that we can fit in with what we're you know that are meaningful for us as a family and adopting new things um I, I struggle with that <laughs> yeah no but it is a challenge you know yeah. to, to to find the things that are going to work for your family um and that aren't again so big or so overwhelming that they seem like a burden instead of a joy, which they should be. So, I mean, one of the things I did for my girls when they were little was every Christmas, I would take just a few photos, like maybe 10 photos, and I'd put them in a photo album and I'd, you know, right next to them and I'd put the photo album under the tree. And each year I'd add, you know, 10 more. And so- um, Okay. And and when they were young, they'd be like, yeah, okay, nice, you know. But um, after a while, they would go there first and they would look at their photo albums and be able to look at like the year in review and like mini review. Yeah. And they still love those. They That's love amazing. Them. So do you still do that for them? Well, um, I, I, it goes through when they graduate from college. Okay. So. That's really good. Right. So um, Olivia just graduated. My youngest just graduated from college this past May. So it's her first Congratulations. Christmas. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So, um, so um, it's Savannah, right? Yeah, it's, it's the older. Yeah. Um, so how did um, how did it come to be that she became a partner and was working with you? So, yeah, so it was really interesting. She was a teacher as well. Um, So Kim was a teacher for, well, she was in the corporate world for a while and then um, became a teacher and was teaching writing um, and was a brilliant teacher who could really get students to just realize their potential. And she had lots of, of students who had writing awards and she just, I mean, just came to love it. Um, and so she was a teacher and Darlene was a writer and a, a teacher as well. I've been a teacher. So Savannah was a teacher and um, she got into it. She, she knew how excited I was about genealogy for a really long time. Um, and, and she was interested in, in, in it as well. And she was also interested in and really, really good at the design. Okay. And so she really stepped in to help us with, I mean, she's done, she designed our website. She designed our logo. She, I mean, she's just incredibly talented and creative um, and got a great design eye. So um, yeah, so we all just decided we would do it and we all bring different things to the table, but we're having a great time. I, I feel like that's, I think that's one, probably one of the most important yeah. parts. If everyone can show up 
and come to work and enjoy where they are and enjoy being together and enjoy what they're doing. Yeah. Like yeah. You, you guys have made it. Yeah. I know. It's very true. It's very true. You've yeah. What so, are your biggest goals? What are you? I'm going to, what are your biggest goals this year? Um, yeah. So for the end of 2019, mm-hmm. um, my biggest goals actually, um, boy, if I say this out loud, I have to actually do it. I am actually doing it. I'm in the stages right now, but I have, um, I've been, we're, I've been doing legacy since fall of 2015 mm-hmm. and I've been blogging on the website since January of 2016. And, um, that's a lot of content. Yeah. Um, so I, um, had a, a a wonderful wonderful VA um, go through and actually copy the links and the titles of every blog post, and um, I now have a database of everything. Um, and I'm going through and organizing everything and curating, and um, I'm pretty sure I have what I need to write three books. Wow, that's awesome! And I know that I'm at least going to get one out mm-hmm. before Christmas. But I my uh, my audacious goal as my dear friend coach Jenny would say um is three mm-hmm. so I actually have content I have enough content for three that's fantastic <laughs> so, and what a great thing to yeah, get that out there to get that out there because one of the mm-hmm. things um and it's you know really that um it goes back to what I say all the time is that you know we and what you guys um practice too and um talk about is that it it really is done one page at a time so these three books, you know, and I'm writing them in three months, but I've really spent the last three years writing them it's right. just organizing right. um, and putting it all together. So I, it'll be a really good um, walking the talk. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so I'm really excited about those. Um, and the one of them will be on the five minute storytelling specifically um, and restoring human dignity. Um, and then the other one is, um, I think right now the working title is um, 52 ways to tell your story in a year, nice. um, yeah. which is utilizing all the, I did a, a legacy chat thing weekly for like a, almost a year Wow. Um, with just prompts and conversations mm-hmm. on Twitter and um, the genie. If you haven't jumped into Twitter yet on the genealogy community that's over there, it's intense. <laughs> um, and like they have gen chat um i have a couple of people lined up um at least one or two people lined up from that community to actually get on and have a conversation um just like we're doing today so i'm excited about that um but so my goal this year is to really bring our community together because we yeah. have there's a lot of people that are um, and companies that are doing really incredible work with the storytelling and supporting families and everyone approaches it differently right and everyone meets like I will I believe the right fit for every person is out there and Mm -hmm. I love that I have a beautiful list of people to refer people to who I'm not the right fit for right and um so one of my goals this through the rest of the year is to bring those resources like it's one thing to write about them I can link to them I can Mm -hmm. talk about on Twitter but to actually sit and have a conversation like this I think is really um, an incredible way to showcase and talk about how everyone approaches things differently. So yeah. those are my goals, books and conversations. Yeah, that's, no, that's amazing. That's amazing. Because I think you're, I mean, I think you're right. There are, 
increasing numbers of people who really do want to tell their stories. They do want to, um, to both for themselves, right, and for their families now, but also for generations into the future to have, I mean, what, what would you give? What would I give to have, you know, something that my great grandmother had written? It would mean, you know, so much. So um, it's just, I think there are just sometimes some things that just stand in the way and there are lots, but there, you're right. There are lots of people and there are lots of companies out there right now that are, you know, stepping up to say, how can we help? And, um, you know, whether it's with writing or whether it's with um, just, you know, time, helping you with time and helping you with, yeah. you know, sort of understanding that. I mean, the other thing that's really important is as people as people look at their stories, um, you know, we construct stories, we we make stories. And so part of it too is you write the story, but then you have to really look at it and say, why did I put all of these things in here? You know, like what what is going yeah. on here? And I I've been thinking a lot about that. Um, and and I'm working on a book myself called it, the working title is Story Power, but it is taking a lot of the research on stories and storytelling and trying to empower people to understand their own stories. And I was writing a section today and it was really interesting. It was about, um, you know, how sometimes families can tell stories that are really, you know, sort of negative or disempowering yeah. Right. And and, you know, like, oh, this this horrible thing happened and it ruined everything. Right. And um, it's really important to look at the stories you tell, too, in order to say, you know. The horrible things, the facts happened, but how what else was there? Was was there some kind of positive that came from that? What kind of lessons were learned from that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah. now that I'm, I cannot wait to read it. So, well, yay. I'm excited. Yeah. 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 Um, so we are, we're, ha we're, at yeah, our, we're at our, we're at our time. That's oh my gosh. Zipped. <laughs> I know. I don't know how we got here already. Yeah. Um, so if um, someone wanted to get to know family narrative project better, mm -hmm. where is the best place for them to start? So the best place is our website for sure. Um, and it is family narrative project dot com and we have um a blog with all kinds of blog posts we have um you could get a pdf version of our writing prompts our online course descriptions and entry is there as well and there's just a lot there's a lot of information on our website if you dig you know dig into that um, we're also on instagram and facebook so join us there um, and certainly, if anybody has any questions, send us an email because we're we're super responsive, and we just really like doing this. So, um, yeah, anybody who wants to send us a note, that'd be great. I understand. I answer yeah. messages at obscene hours. I shouldn't yeah. do. <laughs> yeah. Now, if you're in Bur if you're in and around Burlington, North Carolina, um, Kim and I are doing a workshop Monday, October twenty first, at the Women's Resource Center, and. Um, there's still some spots in there. And 
that information's on our Facebook page for sure. Yeah. Oh, very cool. Great. Thank you. Um, do you have any, um, before I say thank you and kick you off, <laughs> do you have any um, parting thoughts or um, something that you, um, that you, I don't know, anything? Uh, I would, I mean, I would just encourage any, I mean, if anybody's listening to this, they've got to be interested in stories and storytelling and just, you know, just to realize that no one can tell your story like you can. I mean, and how you are unique, your life on this planet is unique and your story is unique. And um, I'd encourage you to find, find a way to tell your story. Oh, I love it. I agree. Yeah. I completely agree. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> um, well, thank you so much for joining me today. And um, thank you to everyone who was watching. If you're catching this on the replay, please feel free to leave a comment wherever you are. Um, this gets put out to a couple different channels. I do check them. Um, so feel free to put questions, comments in, and I will circle back. And um, yeah, so uh, I hope you've enjoyed the conversation. And um, until I see you again, happy writing. This has been an episode of the Legacy Recorder podcast. I have been your host, Gail, the Legacy Lady, and I look forward to speaking with you on the next episode.